Michael Osterlink here. I'm speaking with Keith Norris. He is the partner at Efficient Exercise, co-founder of PaleoFX, and founding partner of ID Life. How you doing, Keith? I'm doing fantastic, Michael. How are you doing today? Fantastic myself. It's uh, good to hear from you. I appreciate your time. Um, you you are now spending full time in the health and fitness world doing amazing work, but you actually started out in the corporate space as a liaison between the pharmaceutical companies and the FDA. Can you tell us a little about your story of how you went from that position as a liaison to full-time to health and wellness and fitness? Absolutely. Um, you know, some of this story might uh, might involve some expletives, so if you can just <laughs> let me know now if I can drop a few F-bombs or not, I'll try to, I'll try to rein myself in. Uh-huh. So I, I, I'm also an ex-military guy, so, you know, scrubbing my language up is something I've worked very, very hard to do, but I'm not totally there. Um, yeah, so it, essentially I was uh, played a liaison of sorts between the FDA and the pharmaceutical companies. And, um, you know, the way that cat and mouse game is played is the obviously the pharmaceutical companies are in business to make a profit. Um, the FDA is there to ensure that the corners aren't cut too sharply in the pursuit of that profit, um, and uh, specifically in, in safety measures and um, the efficacy of the drugs. And uh, on those fronts. So, um, from a validation perspective, um, what we did was we proved to the FDA that the pharmaceutical company was on the up and up. And every now and again, the um, FDA would push back and say, "No, you're cutting the corners a little too sharply. That makes us uneasy. You need to change your operations." And so, the, there had to be a middle person in between all of that, and that happened to be, you know, kind of where where I fit in, and um, you know, where my where my teammates fit in. Um, that, um, yeah, how, how can we say this in a nice way? That paid the bills handsomely. Um, my wife and I, Michelle, who is the CEO of Paleo FX, were both doing very, very well in the corporate world, but it wasn't um, feeding our soul. Mm. And both of us were itching to do something more. Um, it, and, and I say this unabashedly: both Michelle and I are very, very passionate about saving the world. And I don't, I don't mince words there. Mm. And we weren't, or we didn't feel like we were saving the world in the capacities that we worked in. I, I certainly didn't feel like I was. Uh, Michelle was a project manager for a company that, uh, that built Starbucks up and down the East Coast, a very profitable company. Um, but, and again, we both did well financially, but it wasn't, it wasn't feeding the souls. And uh, we got to a certain point where the, uh, you know, the kids were gone and out of the house and doing their own thing, and we essentially had enough uh, I guess this would be my first F-bomb. We had enough fuck you money saved up to be able to branch out and and, and do what we wanted to do. And, uh, and and we did that. We took that step. And I, I will say it was not an easy step because uh, we did so right in the middle of the last uh, the last financial crisis. Wow. And we lost a lot during the housing uh, debacle. Um, and so that really tested our results. Are we really going to push through and continue to do what, what we said we were going to do and uh, and it, it pushed us to the limit, and um, it, but we we persevered, we carried on, and uh, you know we're we're doing what we're doing now, and we love it. How did, how did you know that saving the world was your thing, and how was that how is that expressed originally? Was it always in health and fitness? Yeah, I've been involved in health and fitness my entire life. Um, I, I have always I have always coached. 
Um, and I have always thought that, you know, it, to the extent that a person can be healthy in their, in their mind, body, and soul, then that person can then go forth and do what they were put on this earth to do. Um, and to the extent that they're not healthy in high, mind, body, and soul means that they're, they're bottled up and there is potential there that's not being expressed because they're concerned with the, you know, the health of their physical body. Um, and I, I, I've always felt that even though I didn't, you know, I didn't have uh, context or words to, to wrap around that idea. Um, you know, looking back, I've always felt that way. Um, and that is really, you know, at, at the root of what I do, at the root of everything I do, it is my goal, my mission is to help a person be healthy such that they can use their innate talents to help change the world. Um, and that's really where I see myself fit in. And that, that just wasn't being expressed to the extent I wanted it to um, when I was in the corporate world. So do you think everyone has a calling that they just need to find a quiet space to listen to themselves to hear what that might be if they're already on that path? Yeah, I absolutely do. Um, and, you know, we might delve into this a little bit later, but, you know, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of plant medicines mm -hmm. and, uh, and not just plant medicines, for, for that purpose, but meditation for any, you know, any kind of, of soul searching in that way. Um, so yeah, I think everybody, everybody is, everybody has potential, everybody has intent. Not everybody realizes what that is or even has an inkling of what that is because it may be clouded by, by other issues. Some of those issues may be physical. Um, and to the extent that I can help with that, I think I can help make the world a better place. Now, you, your expression of health, wellness, and improving performance comes kind of a, from a paleo template. Because mm -hmm. um, you co-founder Paleo FX. Um, how, how long has the paleo template been in your mind, and how long have you been kind of expressing that in your work? Yeah, for um, I think for about 15 years, personally, on a personal level, I can. Uh, yeah, right around, uh, right around 2000, 2001, I started running into these, uh, these crazy individuals, Rob Wolf and Art Devaney <laughs> on the internet. And, uh, you know, we had some, had some conversations with them. And, you know, quite frankly, at that time, I was just looking for, uh, performance enhancement. And, um, I was, I, I was very familiar with manipulating diet, um, for performance enhancement, and I, I and I can't you know I can't remember exactly how I stumbled into that group and upon these two, but you know they were discussing that yes you know the you know, changing the diet, taking out refined carbohydrates, you know essentially um, changing the diet that way did have profound performance um, enhancement effects. Yes, but it also had profound health enhancement effect, effects. At that time, I, I wasn't, I was like, yeah, maybe, but, you know, I really didn't go down that rabbit hole. Um, but it, the more I talked to those two and the more they would, you know, shoot me papers and the more we discussed things, I was like, huh, you know, maybe maybe these two uh, kooks are on to something. So I, and so I went, uh, I went uh, you know, full bore down the rabbit hole and uh, come to find out, yes, there was some profound health improvements that could be found through diet. Yeah, much more, much more than I had ever thought before. So, so you're that, one that's of how six, I started. Uh, listeners to Rob's uh, podcast, huh? I am, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Um, and, and I will say too, it's been it's been fantastic to partner with Rob. And you know, Rob was the very first speaker that we had lined up for the very first Paleo FX. Um, 
and we went to him and said, Rob, you know, we're thinking about doing this thing in Austin. We kind of painted a picture for him, what we thought it might be. And I said, you know, we need traction somewhere to get started. And, you know, would you sign on and say you would be a speaker at this thing? And he said, you know what, I don't know exactly what you're trying to do, but if I can hang out in Austin for a while and hang out at your house, absolutely sign me up for whatever this PaleoFX thing is. <laughs> so uh, so that, that's how we started. So you're helping to keep Austin uh, weird, right? Uh, every day. <laughs> every, every day. Now, for uh, paleo, for the paleo template, though, and for your paleo effects, it, for you, it's not just about you know looking at looking using evolutionary biology as a frame or, or a lens to look at diet. It's uh, much broader than that. Can you talk a little about the other factors that are involved in kind of the paleo mindset? Yeah. So, I mean, we really you know, people think of paleo is is just food oriented, and yes, that's a that's a huge portion of the template, but um, I, I mean, we look at a, a paleo template, we view even economics through a paleo template. Uh, we view, uh, for instance, again, touching back on plant medicine and, of spirituality and the search for meaning as being part of the paleo template. Um, and of course, the exercise component, the strength and conditioning, that's part of it too. And, and even in supplementation, we think that there's a proper place for smart, um, smartly applied supplementation. Um, so all of those fall under the, under the big tent of what a paleo effects event is. And all of that falls into the big tent of what we think the paleo template is. So it's not just the diet. Um, it, it's, it, it's even in some of the communal living um, aspects that you've seen crop up. Um, all of this makes sense. All of it does. The community aspect, the plant medicine, the strength and conditioning, all of these portions make sense when looked at through the paleo lens. Um, now, since you're tapping into ancient wisdom, um, wh what are your thoughts and how might you incorporate like Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, Tibetan medicine? Uh, you already mentioned shamanic, which we'll do a deeper dive into in a moment. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah, so all of those in those practices for sure come into play too. You know, it's easy for me to hate on the pharmaceutical industry. Believe me, I can go, <laughs> I can go on a tirade, but I won't. I mean, even Western medicine has a very, very profound and important place in the overall structure of healthcare. Um, unfortunately, we've just morphed it to be the end-all, be-all of healthcare. Um, I tend to look at uh, Western medicine as a as a backstop, as a safety net. Um, in, in other words, if I get hit by a bus today, thank God for Western medicine to patch me back up. But um, you know, if I have if I have some lingering problems, if I have you know, and I, I don't I don't know how woo we're gonna go on this podcast, but you know, <laughs> if I have if I have energy blockages and you know my chakras aren't properly aligned and all of these things that manifest in other problems, I'm not going to Western. In fact, Western medicine is going to laugh at me for even bringing that up. But I can go to a, uh, you know, to a, to a Chinese medicine practitioner. And yes, I, I you know, and, and I have friends who practice Chinese medicine and by God, it works. Um, he, I might not know the precise mechanisms of how it works, but I know the before and after feeling. Um, so yes, all of this plays into 
all of it plays into a part. And and again, I I don't I won't and I don't just totally bash on Western medicine because yeah, it's got an important part too. Right, right. You you mentioned uh, plant medicine, and I, and I like to come at it from two different angles. Uh, you also mentioned community, and it seems to me some of the rituals around some use of the plant medicine is uh, community-oriented, so I'd like for you to kind of do a huh? deep dive into that. And yet other other medicines are not used in a communal setting. It's more used, uh, you know, you might have a guide who guides you through a particular session, but it's you and or you and maybe one other person if you're doing maybe sure. couples counseling or a couples type of therapeutic intervention. Mm-hmm. Um, so talk about, you know, how plant medicines do play a role in your kind of paleo template um, and why you think they are important, both communally and therapeutically for the individual. Yes. Yeah, so, um, and, and I'll just uh, I'll just touch on um, ayahuasca um, because that's an easy. A lot of people can relate to that. They've had, many people have at least read about it, if not participated in uh, in an ayahuasca ceremony. But um, yeah. So, so these ceremonies are communal. Um, they are um, the ceremonies I've partaken in have been you know anywhere from eight individuals up to twelve, fifteen. Um, they're presided over by the uh, by the presiding shaman who are experienced in using the plant medicine, um, and it's it's very important in in this setting that the that the ceremony operates as a as a communal effort. So, it, it, in some respects, every individual there is kind of on their own rocket ship, and, and many times taking care of their own uh, personal issues, things that are bubbling up. They're all dealing with their own with their own personal issues, but there is a definite energy, and there is a definite working through of the communal energy as a whole. And and I know. You know, for people who have never taken part in something like this, that's, that is something that's, you know, it's almost an alien language. Mm-hmm. And it's, um, it, you almost, uh, you almost have to experience it to experience what being connected with other people within a, within a tight knit group, being connected with them energetically, what that feels like. Um, and it, it, it's palatable. I mean, you, you can certainly feel it and you can feel uh, um, almost helping each other along, even though you've got your own individual issues that you're dealing with, there is this definite elevation of that tribe as a whole. And and, and again, I, I know this is um, this is very difficult to put into into language. Um, and it's it's one of the most frustrating things I think that I've come across is trying to explain this process to people using language. And it's very, very difficult. Um, but yeah, uh, so, so in the ceremonies that I've taken place, uh, that have uh, taken place in my presence, I have, there is a definite communal aspect to it. Um, and, but that's not the only medicine, quote unquote, that there is. And the, the shaman will even tell you that this is just one tool in the toolbox. Um, we can go highly, highly personal and go into individual meditation practices that are that are highly important. Um, we can even talk about uh, microdosing of psilocybin and LSD that would be uh, more of an individual pursuit, and then all the way into the to the plant medicine or plant medicine ceremonies that are communal. Um, so there's so there's a total array there. Now let me ask you that: Do you do you make any distinctions between synthetics like MDMA and LSD? 
um, and the active ingredient psilocybin from the mushrooms versus ayahuasca as a plant or yahe as a plant or anything like that? Yeah, it, uh, hmm. there is a definite feeling um, with ayahuasca that is that is totally in a part different than anything else I have I have ever partaken in. Um, even so, the, probably the closest cousin you might think of is, is psilocybin, right? So it's um, but even even the difference between those two is immense. Um, there is a there is a definite uh, um, nurturing aspect to ayahuasca that is not present in the more synthetic versions of any kind of hallucinogen. And that's kind of the best way I can put it. It, it feels like you are being guided purposefully mm-hmm. with ayahuasca that is missing from the synthetics. And um, that, that, that's about the best way I can put that. that there, like a planned intelligence that guides you? Yes. Yeah, there's a definite intelligence that's there with ayahuasca that's missing in the others. Um, and and I will say, too, that... Uh, you know that, and the shaman will will tell you this: that the ayahuasca will push you to your edge, but it won't push you beyond what you're capable of of dealing with. Um, and that's that's always been my experience with ayahuasca. When you when you come back out of you know when you come back to, you're like, wow, that was you know that was like like me pring, for instance, <laughs> in a in a deadlift, and I didn't realize I had that in me, but by God, I did it. Um, and I think that's missing in the synthetics, which makes me be a little bit more leery of the synthetics, and I'm much more trusting of the ayahuasca plant and the other plant medicines too that have not been as um, adulterated. Got it. You know, having spent your time uh, in the pharmaceutical world and now kind of in, in the health and fitness world, um, if you look at pharmaceutical drugs that are used for mental health conditions, you know, it's about symptom management, it's about damping down part of the brain uh, yeah. in response to some kind of, you know, uh, challenge in one's life, anxiety, depression, bipolar, whatever it happens to be. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk about the different paradigms between that type of paradigm and the paradigm you find in, in the medicine work? Yeah, They're completely so different. They are totally different. So that the best comparison that I can make between between pharmaceuticals and plant medicine is pharmaceuticals attempts to to dampen down feeling um, you know you're gonna you're not so much cured of your depression as you just don't feel it anymore so and you can see people who are on these types of medications they just there is a certain sparkle or a certain edge or a, a, a certain life force that's being dampened down um, conversely Using plant medicines, it is you are confronted face to face with whatever that root problem is, and and I always tell people too, if you think you know what the root problem is, you're wrong because it's about <laughs> ten layers deeper than you mm-hmm. can ever realize, mm-hmm. and that's where you're going with a plant medicine, and you're dealing you're dealing with whatever that root issue or issues is, and magically once that gets cleaned up, once that is you know, moved through your system. Once you've dealt with that, all the other stuff just lightens up. Um, it's much like in a physical sense, where you know the body is is set up on this ladder, a lattice work system, to where you know this problem in my left hip that I, I might not even feel, but it's manifesting in pain in my right shoulder. 
Right. And I might think that the problem is my right shoulder. No, that's not the root issue. That's just where the pain is being felt. The root issue is in my left hip. Um, and it's much the same emotionally. And, you know, a good physical therapist can can walk you through on the physical realm until you know, you know, your your root problem is in your left hip, and let's work on that and get that get that fixed. And, oh, magically, my right shoulder is better. The ayahuasca is kind of taking that approach in, in an emotional level. And it is it is diving down, and it's helping you find out what that root issue is, and you deal with it, and you know the rest of your the rest of your life or your problems just kind of start to evaporate. Um, Do you have any thoughts on um, something like MDMA, which originally was used for couples counseling, and now is being used, or at least research, I should say, uh, for PTS? Yeah, I don't I don't have any direct uh, experience with MDMA. Um, although, other than uh, how can you say indirectly through ayahuasca, but I've you know I've talked with people who have have used it, and it seems it seems very very similar, right? But it, again, I, I just my gut feeling is the more that it, that something is synthesized away from its root, um, it, it, its root plant source, it becomes a little bit, how can I say, you, you, you begin to lose that nurturing aspect of the of the drug. Um, and I don't know any other way to put that in English language <laughs> other than to, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I, but it, if someone is experienced in both, they, they will know immediately what I'm talking about. They'll go, oh, you know, absolutely right. I mean, that's totally right. You lose that nurturing aspect from the plant that's found in ayahuasca and is, and is found in the other, you know, more root plants, you kind of lose that, and you lose that uh, safety net in in a way that the plant knows how far to take you um, without, you know, without dropping you off the cliff. And I think the more you synthesize the substance, the less safety net you have in that. What kind of responses have you gotten from attendees at PIOFX as you begin to introduce more of the ideas around the plant medicine? You know what? This is the first year we introduced it, which was two years ago. We had a huge discussion within internally in PaleoFX about was this a good idea to to bring up, or would we totally alienate our base? Mm-hmm. And uh, and I, and Michelle and I both pretty much pulled the trump card of saying. You know, this is our show. <laughs> this is this is the direction we're going. And, and I'm not going to say that. You know, we and there was some there was some dissension within Paleo within the organization Paleo FX. Maybe not dissension, apprehension. You know that we may be alienating our base. But I just had and Michelle too just had this gut feeling that this particular crowd was ready for this. And they they would be accepting of it. They might not be accepting to the point of they themselves partaking in it, but they would certainly be accepting that that is part of our of our human experience, number one, and that it's something that should at least be discussed and and uh, put on the platform. So anyway, um, two years ago we put it on, and it was the most successful panel that we had at Paleo FX. Nice. Um, and it was very, very well received. In fact, we put it on a smaller stage, anticipating that there wouldn't be a whole lot of response, maybe. And uh, I remember walking in to moderate that panel, and I had to step over people who were just, like, camped out on the ground. Um, it was 
beyond standing room only in that uh, in, in that particular room. Um, and I kind of knew then, hey, we, you know, yes, this this uh, group of people is ready for this, and they want this information. And so it, it's been a part of PaleoFX every year. It'll be an even bigger part this year. I mean, we're going to bring in um, the particular shaman that Michelle and I work with out of uh, out of Oregon. They'll be down to talk about the you know the nuts and bolts of what a what a ceremony looks like. Um, and we'll have Dan Engel on the same panel, who is a uh, who's a PhD, and um, he can speak to plant medicine from a you know from an academic standpoint. So you'll have both you'll have both point of views on there, the actual practitioners and the uh, and the academic standpoint on this. So it's it's going to be an interesting interesting panel. Yeah, it sounds like a great panel, Keith. Yeah. And yeah. actually, speaking of paleo effects, can you give us a little bit more information, like when it is? going to take yeah. place this year and who some of the panelists will be and some of the panels and, and such? Sure. Um, it just, it'll be over Memorial Day weekend in Austin. Um, it'll be the 27th through the what's that, 29th, I think it's a Sunday. The Thursday before, we're putting on a uh, Health Entrepreneurs FX. So something that uh, Michelle and I have, have uh, been involved in heavily is Mixing and mingling with other entrepreneurs, and in the sense of uh, almost like think tanks, um, kind of the old school think tank ideology. So you get uh, you get entrepreneurs together, and these people who think alike, uh, they're, uh, they're forward thinking. They uh, know no boundaries. Um, they they have a vision. They have an idea, and they just see it through and get it done over any kind of roadblock, over any obstacle. Um, being around people like that in, in, over a day, over an entire day, is intoxicating, and it's very, very empowering. And it's been empowering and intoxicating to Michelle and I both um, because entrepreneurs day-to-day get beat down. I mean, you're constantly told no. You're t- constantly told, you know, your your idea won't work, Um in, sometimes in better terms, sometimes not, but it, it's, it's a constant struggle, and it, it's refreshing every now and again to step back and be in around, be around people and rub shoulders with them who are like, oh no, your your idea is fantastic, um, and run with it. You know, it's super super empowering. Anyway, we want to do more events like that, and so we're rolling this out. Health Entrepreneurs FX at Paleo FX. Um, it'll be the Thursday before, which I guess is the twenty. So I've got the dates right, um, and we're going to roll that out and see how that goes. But we think it's uh, we think it's a fantastic vehicle for entrepreneurs who are already you know heavily heavily involved in running their own their own gig, or people who are like you know like I was seven years ago, who was in the middle of uh, corporate America, thinking how in the hell can I get out of here and do what I want to do. Um, so it'll, it'll play to both of those. Um, we yeah. should actually talk Super offline because I wanted to let you know one of the projects we got going on at SealFit, which would fit in nicely with that. But oh for yeah, another yeah, for conversation. Sure. So you got the Thursday Entrepreneur Day, mm-hmm. and the rest of the time. And the rest of the time, the Friday, Saturday, Sunday is the the Big Umbrella Paleo FX event. And again, that's everything from from the Paleo diet. Yes, it's still a big part of Paleo FX, but I mean we're going to have. Um, Speakers and luminaries in strength and conditioning. Um, we talked about plant medicine a little bit. Um, 
uh, even things like uh, how to be happy. You know, what, what do you need to do to to enjoy life to its fullest? Um, uh, the psychology of change. Speakers that will speak to the psychology of change because this is huge too. Um, and all of that is taking place on uh, on five stages. And uh, the backdrop will be a vendor floor that will have about 180 something booths this year. Wow! Um, nice. And that's that's every kind of where that would fit into the paleosphere. And I, I I can tell you that we're extremely picky about who gets on the floor. <laughs> extremely picky, so that people who come to Paleo FX can be rest assured that. You know, every booth they go by has been pre-screened or PaleoFX approved by us. Um, you know, they're all products that we would feel comfortable buying ourselves and we would feel comfortable referring to our friends. Um, so, yeah, so it's it's going to be a fabulous experience. And, you know, we look forward to this so much every year. Where can folks learn more about PaleoFX? Uh, the easiest place is to go to PaleoFX.com. That's the easiest uh, easiest way to find us. Um, and uh, also, too, that's in the works. We'll be rolling out a new website here shortly. So the old website is, uh, you know, it's, it, it's functional, but it's dated. And uh, so we're rolling out a new website soon, hopefully in the next uh, eight weeks or so. Um, so we're excited about that. But, yeah, for now, paleofx.com, that's the easiest place to go. Excellent. So we didn't get a chance to get into efficient exercise or ID life. I'd like to invite you back if you have the time and interest to continue our conversations on those two things and maybe um, do an even deeper dive on some other aspects of the paleo template. Would that be of interest Absolutely. to you? Absolutely. Absolutely. Come on. Is, is, your, your only problem, Michael, is to get me to shut up. That's the only, that's the only problem you have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a good problem to have, Keith. Well, Keith yeah. Norris, I uh, appreciate your time and uh, much success. Uh, it's wonderful to to talk to someone who knows what their one thing is and is making the world better as a result of it. Thank you for having me on, Michael. I really, really appreciate it. All right. Take care. All right. Take care.